words of Sri Aurobindo. Basic Requisites of the Path I should like to say something about the Divine Grace. For you seem to think it should be something like a divine reason acting upon lines not very different from those of human intelligence. But it is not that. Also, it is not a universal divine compassion either, acting impartially on all who approach it and acceding to all prayers. It does not select the righteous and reject the sinner. The divine grace came to aid the persecutor, Saul of Tarsus. It came to St. Augustine, the profligate, to Jagayan Madhai of infamous fame, to Bilva Mangal and many others whose conversion might well scandalize the Puritanism of the human moral intelligence. But it can come to the writers also, curing them of their self-righteousness and leading to a purer consciousness beyond these things. It is a power that is superior to any rule, even to the cosmic law. For all spiritual seers have distinguished between the law and grace. Yet it is not indiscriminate, only it has a discrimination of its own, which sees things and persons and the right times and seasons with another vision than that of the mind or any other normal power. A state of grace is prepared in the individual, often behind thick veils, by means not calculable by the mind, and when the state of grace comes, then the grace itself acts. There are these three powers. First, the cosmic law of karma, or what else? Second, the divine compassion, acting on as many as it can reach through the nets of the law and giving them their chance. Third, the divine grace which acts more incalculably but also more irresistibly than the others. The only question is whether there is something behind all the anomalies of life which can respond to the call and open itself with whatever difficulty it is ready for the illumination of the divine grace. And that something must be not a mental and vital movement but an inner somewhat which is, can well be seen by the inner eye. If it is there, and when it becomes active in front, then the compassion can act, though the full action of the grace may still wait, attending the decisive decision or change. For this may be postponed to a future hour, because some portion or element of the being 
may still come between something that is not yet ready to receive. But why allow anything to come in the way between you and the Divine? Any idea, any incident? When you are in full aspiration and joy, let nothing count, nothing be of any importance except the Divine and your aspiration. If one wants the Divine quickly, absolutely, entirely, that must be the spirit of approach, absolute, all-engrossing, making that the one point with which nothing else must interfere. What value have mental ideas about the Divine, ideas about what He should be, how He should act, how He should not act? They can only come in the way. Only the Divine Himself matters. When your consciousness embraces the Divine, then you can know what the Divine is, not before. Krishna is Krishna. One does not care what he did or did not do. Only to see him, meet him, feel the light, the presence, the love and ananda is what matters. So it is always for the spiritual aspiration. It is the law of the spiritual life. It is not indispensable that the grace should work in a way that the human mind can understand, it generally doesn't. It works in its own mysterious way. It first usually works behind the veil, preparing things, not manifesting. Afterwards, it may manifest. But the sadhak does not understand very well what is happening. Finally, when he is capable of it, he both feels and understands, or at least begins to do so. Some feel and understand from the first, or very early, but that is not the ordinary case. There is nothing unintelligible in what I say about strength and grace. Strength has a value for spiritual realization, but to say that it can be done by strength only and by no other means is a violent exaggeration. Grace is not an invention. It is a fact of spiritual experience. Many who would be considered as mere nothings by the wise and strong have attained by grace. Illiterate, without mental power or training, Without strength of character and will, they have yet aspired and suddenly or rapidly grown into spiritual realization because they had faith or because they were sincere. I do not see why these facts, which are facts of spiritual history and of quite ordinary spiritual experience, should be discussed and denied and argued as if there were matters of speculation. Strength, if it is spiritual, is a power for spiritual realization. A greater power is sincerity. 
The greatest power of all is grace. I have said times without number that if a man is sincere, he will go through in spite of long delay and overwhelming difficulties. I have repeatedly spoken of the divine grace. I have referred any number of times to the line of the Gita, I will deliver you from all sin and evil. Do not grieve. <laughs>